from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Alongside Chris Lee, Dennis Cox here with you this afternoon on 99.9 The Fan. Graham Hill is producing us. A lot of things to get to here on the Daily Checkdown, including we know who the Carolina Hurricanes are playing. We don't know when, but we'll give you the journey of how they got here. Jeremy Roach is coming back, but does that mean other people won't be coming to Duke? Plus, Jason Tatum goes off Carolina Panthers minicamp. But first, is the ACC done? Let's get it. All right, Chris, the ACC is done, apparently. Okay, I say that facetiously, but am I wrong, though? Because from what you you showed me this earlier, Brett McMurphy was reporting. Now, Brett McMurphy, formerly of stadium, worked for a lot of different places, but the the situation at hand, for lack of a better term, is the ACC and seven member schools of the ACC, Brett McMurphy right now working for the Action Network. They call this the Magnificent Seven. Clemson, Florida State, Miami, UNC, NC State, Virginia, Virginia Tech. Mm -hmm. All these ACC schools reportedly over the last several months with lawyers have been examining the ACC's grant of rights to determine just how unbreakable it is. The ACC deal runs through 2036. Now, to give context, Chris, people like grant of rights, what does that mean? I know we've talked a lot about it a lot, but not everyone knows what grant of rights is or maybe just don't remember. So, What's tying the ACC together right now is their media deal. The money that they make from ESPN is all equally distributed out to all the schools of the ACC. If a team or if a school were to leave the ACC and go to another conference, okay, through the year 26, whatever media... 2036. I'm sorry, 2036. Through the year 2036, whatever money that they generate from television revenue from a conference... They would then have to just write, send that check over to, hey, just go ahead and forward that to the ACC's account. Here's the here's the routing information. Yeah. Here's the transfer of money. Just wire transfer that over to the ACC. So, therefore, for example, if UNC goes to the Big Ten, just gonna th- I'm just throwing a hypothetical out there. The money that they make from the Big Ten, they would have to give to the ACC through the year 26. T- 2036. 2036. I keep saying 26. The year 2036. So basically, the better part of the next thirteen years. So and this is the reason why some schools have or schools have not left the ACC is because this is pretty ironclad from all intents and purposes. Yeah, and I mean, right now, like economically, it doesn't make sense to do that, but it also economically doesn't make sense to stay where they're at. And to also add another part of that, they'll have to pay a fee first to get out. Yes, you have to pay an exit fee too. You have to pay that exit fee and then give up all your revenue. Uh, from someone else and see here's why it doesn't make sense um the big 10 and sec those schools are slated to potentially make 35 to 40 million dollars each more than what the acc schools are currently getting Mm -hmm. from the acc so that is that's a huge difference so now if you have to pay this hefty exit fee and let's say you're making sixty thousand dollars uh, $60 million, excuse me, per season, then all of that, which is going to go back to help out your football team, your basketball team, your rowing team, your your volleyball team, your soccer team, men and women, yeah, all, all that, that. All that money counts. All that money won't go back to your school 
that will go back to the ACC, which is why teams just can't leave right now. Mm -hmm. um, but these teams, these schools, Clemson, Florida State, Miami, UNC, NC State, Virginia, Virginia Tech, are still trying to find a loophole somewhere. Um, what me and you discussed earlier in the 3 o'clock hour is that the more, the more likely thing to happen is that they'll try to figure out something, go to the ESPN, who currently holds the, the uh, broadcasting deal, for um, the ACC yep. and figure out how to renegotiate their deal to mm -hmm. get more money out of them. But what's the incentive for ESPN to move right now? None. Not any, because they have, based off of what the SEC and, and Big Ten are going for per year, oh, they have a great deal with the ACC. Oh, yes. Well, especially since they the, have a great deal with the ACC. They're all in on the – and the SEC is all in with ESPN yeah. now because Big Ten has, has – diversify with deals with mostly with Fox, but CBS getting a portion and even a little bit with NBC as well. So this is all evolving. It's all changing in front of our eyes. There are, there's another caveat to all of this or multiple big 12 might be looking to add schools, not only just from maybe the ACC, but also a lot from the PAC 12. I mean, I think the PAC 12 is just done. As soon as USC and UCLA left, they were just done. It's rumored that they're looking at Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah to leave the Pac-12 to join the Big and, 12. It would not shock me if Oregon and Washington joined that mix because those those schools carry out carry out some weight in the in the Pacific Northwest. But mm -hmm. who's to stop other schools from leaving to go to the Big Ten or potentially? But there's also this as well. Now schools may want to go to these other conferences to get more money. But those other conferences have to also want them, too. It's a two-way street. Right. So, for example, if the Big Ten wants to add a school, the value that that school brings has to be equal to or more than what they're currently divvying up. So, okay, if North Carolina like, – if the Big Ten wants to bring in North Carolina and Duke, all right, they're not just – not every school is just going to be willing to just – take less money just to bring these other two schools in. No, I, I still want to make the amount that I'm making, if not more. So, if you're coming to the table, it's a potluck. Don't just show up and just grab a plate. You got to bring food to the table, too, right? And a team like Clemson, a team like Florida State, a team like Miami, a team like North Carolina yeah. can definitely do that. They have the brand recognition. So, mm -hmm. that's where a lot of this stuff really falls into. It's, it's fascinating. Uh, we'll get into a, a little bit more later on. All right. Next up. One of the four, all of the four, or half of the four. The Duke Blue Devils just got some good news for their men's basketball team today. Did they? Jeremy Roach, who will be a rising senior, has decided to take his name out of the NBA draft process. He says he is coming back for his senior year at Duke. Now, why this is big? Well, now that makes the eighth player that has scored at least one bucket from last year that will be returning for Duke next year that hasn't happened for duke in a long time they've had all kinds of all the roster turnover that a lot of teams are starting to experience now mm -hmm. with transfers and and all the other things duke has been seeing this over the last few years because of transfers because of early de uh, declarations to the nba and so now jeremy roach comes back but but will this have an impact on a freshman coming in we saw a few weeks ago mckenzie mcbacco decide to say, you know what, Duke, can you release me? Because Kyle Filipowski is coming back. I don't know how much room that will be. We play a similar position. Let me leave. And, oh, yeah, now I'm going to Indiana. 
And tomorrow, mm-hmm. Ernest Uday Jr. from Kansas. He's in the transfer portal, leaving Kansas. He's a center, six yeah. foot eleven. Is visiting Duke tomorrow. If he signs, along with Jeremy Roach, who decided to come back today, Tyrese Proctor, Kyle Filipowski, Mark Mitchell, that's not going to leave a lot of room for some of the incoming freshmen that are mm-hmm. already going to come in. So will another freshman decide? Hmm. I might need to get my release as well and go elsewhere. I wouldn't blame him. I would not blame him. So, again, yes, Jeremy Roach is going to come back to Duke this upcoming season. Uh, He announced that. But, again, what is the long-term impact in in regards to what other guys are going to do? So, you you have to look at more than just the vacuum of, hey, one guy's coming back, but it may mean someone else might not be coming in. All right, next up. One, two, three. Third thing here on the Daily Checkdown brought to you by Window Nation. Uh, Jason Tatum, yo, Game 7 Jason Tatum is a real thing. 51 points. A 51 piece. As the Boston Celtics absolutely crush the Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, straight up elbow dropped them. Usually people say that somebody typically finds their way um, or finds you know who they are when they get to their seventh year in the NBA. Mm-hmm. It takes a minute, right? Yeah. This would be Jason Tatum's, what, sixth season? Roughly around that. In the NBA. And so now he's starting to really come into his own. We've seen other big-time performances in the playoffs, I might add, over the last few years. But now to do something that nobody else has ever done in NBA history. Nobody. Think of all the names that's played in the NBA. LeBron James, Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. um, Hakeem Olajuwon. Kobe Bryant, you got Wilt Chamberlain, all kinds of names have gone through the NBA for years. Nobody's ever dropped 51 in the game seven before uh, Jason Tatum has done it. Now he has that. He can always say he's the first. And to think that he was classmates. You mentioned this to me earlier. He was classmates going into Duke mm-hmm. with Harry Giles mm-hmm. and Tatum was the number one recruit in the country, right? Harry Giles was number one. Harry Giles and was number actually, one. Actually, Tatum, uh, some people had Tatum at number two, but ESPN has Tatum at number three. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, but anyway, these were two of the top recruits in the entire country. One, two, one, three, however you want to describe it. But Best friends came into Duke together. But the knee injuries for Harry Giles, again, these guys came at the same age, went to the NBA draft at the same time. Mm-hmm. Giles ended up being picked 20th because dealing with knee injuries multiple times before he even got to Duke. And then knee injuries in the NBA as well. To think what could have been potentially from from a guy who was 6'10", 6'11", with his ball skills and everything that he had. Could you imagine those two guys in the NBA right now? Amazing. How, if they both were playing to their potential. It's crazy. If if Harry Giles was able to be healthy and play into his potential, mm-hmm. you're talking about a guy who's 6'11", has handles, has uh, enough of a shot to where he, he will be He'll be formidable behind a three-point line. Like, you're talking about somebody who's probably on a, a max extension right now in the NBA if he was always able to be healthy. He has a skill set to do it. Hopefully, he's able to get healthy and come back. Next up. And I don't even care who number two is. Carolina Panthers just wrapped up rookie minicamp over the weekend. It was starring Bryce Young, the number one overall pick from the NFL draft. Of course, it also had the other picks in the draft from the Carolina Hurricanes, Jonathan Mingo, DJ Johnson. Uh, you said Hurricane. Oh, I said Hurricane. Sorry. It's okay. I'm, I'm looking, doing the same thing. I'm looking right at your shirt. It's fine. Uh, it has, uh, he has a Carolina Hurricane shirt. 
Carolina Panthers draft. Sorry. I had Jonathan Mingo, uh, DJ Johnson, uh, Chandler Zavala, and also Jamie Robinson. Mm-hmm. But overall, the, the the big story out of this is also, is Bryce Young. Yeah. Like Bryce Young. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. He's shown early he's already the guy, right? We don't know when he will actually start for the Carolina Panthers. It could be um, Andy Dalton first. But at some point, it's going to be Bryce Young's team, and he's already taking hold of this team. When I was going down there on Friday, I wanted to get there early, like I've done before in the past, to get an hour early to get players walking up to practice. When I get there, I was Video footage of this. Video put footage of people. Yes, yeah, sorry. Um, I was walking alongside another uh, uh, reporter who is from WFNY in Greensboro. We always get there early, and when we got there – Bryce Young was already with the offensive group on the field hmm. doing work, going through plays, working through drills. He's already the guy. Well, He's already the guy. To me, start on week one. Well, Frank Reich, the head coach of the Carolina Panthers, talked to the media after rookie minicamp at the end of this past weekend, and he discussed what the game plan is for Bryce Young once the team as a whole comes in for minicamp. Yeah, Bryce will get a lot of reps. You know, as, as we've said, you know, hey, when, when he's ready, when it's best for the team, you know, that, that's you know, when we'll look to make a transition. But right now, you know, when we come back out Monday, Andy will be taking reps with the one, ones. Bryce will be with the twos. And, um, but Bryce is going to get a lot of reps. You know, we'll, you know, likely even get a few more than, than Andy, you know, just as, as, the, as the new guy. So, and Andy, the good thing with Andy is, He's logged a lot in in the last couple of weeks, and, and with, as a savvy veteran, um, you know, he still needs to work, but uh, we'll focus on getting Bryce uh, as the younger player, you know, focus on getting him as many reps as we can. Okay, good. Give him every rep. I want, I want him taking every first-team rep. You know what, Andy? Just stay to the sides. He, he's got to learn something from somebody, right? So let, let Andy take the first-team reps for right now when we get to – mandatory minicamp and training camp, maybe Bryce will be ready to take over then. Well, Reich did talk about what he can offer Young as a young quarterback being a former NFL quarterback himself. An understanding, it's a, it's a, it's just a, it's a temperament. It's a, you know, a, just a, a confidence that, hey, we're speaking the same language. We see the same things. We feel the same things. And then, you know, as a play caller as well, I just think that's going to be important. You know, obviously we got Josh in the room and so many other guys who are very well equipped to, you know, help our quarterback room, and, you know, continue to succeed. But um, I, you, you, I do think that's that's an advantage, and, and I do think there's a connection that you build. I think he's set up to be successful. Absolutely, time will tell. Obviously, but if he fails, it's a team failure, not just Bryce Young. All right, let's get to a number one. number one. Speaking of Panthers, the Florida Panthers yeah. are the Carolina Hurricanes' opponent in the Eastern Conference Finals. Canes will have home ice advantage in this series as well throughout the rest of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Game one, we don't know. We don't know. I've had some people tweet at me, do you know what time? No, I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Trust me. If I knew, I'd be telling you. I might my, – my, we believe. Checking my email now to see if there's like a 5 believe, o'clock. We believe, as dump. you're checking that, we believe that game one will be Thursday and that game two would be Saturday. Eight o'clock games is my assumption. Again, this is what we believe. Do not know this for a fact. 
Still waiting to hear from the NHL on this. My guess is this. If the game was going to be Wednesday, that we would have heard something already by today. Because guess what? Florida's got to travel. you got to do everything logistically in terms of travel, TV crews, the whole deal. So if they were playing Wednesday, I think we would have heard by now. So this tells me even further. My guess is that Thursday is game one. Saturday, game two. And my guess they're going to play every other day. Don't worry about time zones or any of that kind of stuff. But, Chris, how did we get to this point? This is an opportunity for us to tell the people, the Caniacs out there, just how we started this journey. The year was 2023, and the Carolina Hurricanes embarked on a treacherous journey known as the Stanley Cup playoffs. Just like the pioneers of the Beltline of I-440, they faced numerous challenges and potholes along the way, but they were determined to bring glory to their beloved hockey franchise. Their expedition began in the first round where they faced the New York Islanders, a formidable opponent. The Hurricanes, relying on their skilled roster and seasoned leadership, led by their captain Jordan Stahl, they established a solid foundation and forged ahead. The series against the Islanders proved to be a grueling battle. Like unpredictable weather patterns, the momentum swung back and forth. Each game was a test of endurance and perseverance. The Hurricanes faced setbacks but refused to be deterred. In Game 6, the Hurricanes found themselves trailing by a goal. In the final minutes of the third period, just as hope seemed to be fading, Sebastian Ajo, the good Sebastian Ajo, their star forward, unleashed a thunderous shot from the blue paint, tying the game and sending it to overtime. The Hurricanes displayed their resiliency and determination, prevailing in the extra period and advancing to the next stage of their odyssey. Their path didn't get any easier as they ventured into the second round where they faced their bitter rivals, the National Hockey Media and the New Jersey Devils. <laughs> it was a clash of titans reminiscent of I-440 when encountering a slow driver blocking your way. The Hurricanes relied on their depth and speed just like pioneers, utilizing their skills to navigate obstacles. Brent Burns, their talented defenseman, became an offensive force, delivering thundering shots from the paint. His contributions ignited the Hurricanes, leading them to victory in a hard-fought five-game series. Like drivers pushing through the final hurdles of rush hour, the Hurricanes have showcased their unwavering spirit. As the Hurricanes prepare to face their final opponents, they carry the hopes and dreams of their fans, eagerly awaiting the crowning achievement of their journey. The Stanley Cup Finals beckons, promising glory and eternal legacy for those who emerge victorious. I had to take it back to my theater days back in high school. Yeah, you did. I leaned into the improv days there a little bit. A little bit. But, nice, yes, that nice is little, that nice is how story. we got here. Nice little story. That is how we got here. And we, as a fan base of the Carolina Hurricanes, I'm excited for the fact that this, this team, this franchise, can, again, continue to show itself how good it is. The last five years... I've said it last week. I'll say it again. One more time for the people in the back. This is the only franchise in the NHL the last five seasons that has won a series in the Stanley Cup playoffs. The Carolina Hurricanes. Mm -hmm. Not the Tampa Bay Lightning. Not the Boston Bruins. Not the Colorado Avalanche. Not Vegas. Not Pittsburgh. Not the Rangers. Not the Devils. None of those other scrub franchises. Carolina Hurricanes have done this. 
and they continue once again show how good they are despite the lack of respect from national media despite even people looking at it like oh i thought i thought the hurricanes played in charlotte no they don't they play in raleigh <laughs> a hockey city and something Brett Nees pointed out last week was of the four major pro sports leagues in the United States, this is the only one here in Raleigh. So, yeah, this is a hockey town, and yeah. it has been. Yeah. And the Carolina Hurricanes, of all the teams that are left, are the ones that have won a Stanley Cup most recently in 2006. The closest before that was New Jersey Devils in 03, but they're gone. Devils, I'm sorry, the uh, – the Dallas Stars, who are still in it, they have a game seven tonight against Seattle. Dallas Stars haven't won one uh, since, I think, never correctly, 1999. Florida Panthers have never won one. Vegas Golden Knights have never won one. They got to a cup final their first year of existence. But that's it. If Seattle wins tonight, the only team left in, in the Stanley Cup playoffs in the Final Four might be the Carolina Hurricanes, the only ones who have ever actually won a cup. So put some respect on their name, please. <laughs> Put some respect on this franchise's name because you know what? I don't care if it's Eddie Olchek, P.K. Subban. You better respect who they are because you know what? This team is for real. There's a reason why they're second-best team in the NHL this season, right behind Boston. Oh, where are they right now? Home. Oh, man, it's cooking right now. So, you know what? This is an opportunity for us as a fan base, us as Carolina Hurricanes fans, to showcase who we really are. We're going to have that true national spotlight. I don't care what the national media says. You know what? They're probably going to be all over the Florida Panthers and Matthew Kachuk because he has the namesake of his father. Now, Matthew Kachuk, he of, of, of himself is a um, is an amazing player. I'm not taking any way, anything away from Matthew Kachuk or his brother Brady Kachuk. Those guys have earned their stripes and their hard work. They got to where they are because of their hard work. But I guarantee you the national media is going to be all over because of their dad's name, carrying on that family legacy. All right? But this is a chance for us as a fan base to showcase exactly what this hockey market is all about, what the city is all about, and show us who we really are. Show them who we really are. I'm, I'm, I'm fanning him off right now. He's hot. Don't. He's hot. Don't. You're cooking. What Don't. Kind of, what kind of grease are you cooking with? Is it grapeseed? I Olive like grapeseed. Oil. Olive oil? Yeah, man. Yeah, okay. okay. Trying to keep it vegan for you, man. Grapeseed is pretty good. Pretty okay, good I'm going to take your word on that. Pretty good option. But this is this is, again, my point is this. This is an opportunity for us as a fan base, national spotlight, to really show, hey, this is a real hockey market, real hockey scene. We believe it. We know it. I was going to say, haven't we already shown that, though? Like, it when, when this <laughs> stadium the, the hurricanes, the hurricanes were second in in uh, attendance this year in the NHL. Yes. You saw the stadium series where that yeah, sold get, out Carter Yeah, keep your attendance jokes and all that kind of stuff. Right? Get it out of here because like, it's old and it's dated. People from visiting teams are routinely saying, like, oh, my gosh, it's so loud in there when we're, like, we're one of the loudest houses. No, we are the loudest. We're, we're the loudest house yeah. in the NHL. Not one of. So one of one. So it's one of those things where it's like, what more is there does that need to be shown? Like, after this, if you're, if you're hating, you're just hating. And that's exactly. fine because we can get over to haters. No, that's right? fine. We can do that. Like, hey, P.K. Subban. Huh? Huh? We saw you in, in the crowd with the Devil, New Jersey Devils uh, fans. Yeah. They won one game. You know hockey. You mm -hmm. know what you're looking at. You played hockey. Yeah. Let's, let's go. Uh, recognize the real. We're right here. Carolina Hurricanes are for real. Yeah, after they smacked the New Jersey Devils for the third time in four games, 
And they're like, oh, well, I guess we should give Carolina credit. Well, you're damn right you should. Darn right you should. My man's hot. How, how do you, you just edit it yourself. You just said <laughs> I did. You just, I, if you're going to say damn, just go with the damn. I mean, <laughs> trying, trying to keep it real. Damn! You know what is, you know is real, Chris? You came down just for a second. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.